Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. For a few moments, let's talk about something the church doesn't talk about. Let's talk about the sin factor. Let's talk about the sin factor that can put you on lockdown. Has anyone ever been on lockdown? And I don't mean as in a facility where you felt like on the inside you were locked down. Like what in the world has happened to my world? My whole life is messed up. I'm arguing with myself, and I'm arguing with my parents. I can't stand my teachers, and I don't like anyone who even crosses my path. I'm spitting mm, bullets. I'm so angry. Lockdown. John G. Lake said, and I want to make sure I keep this at a level because our young people are staying with us tonight, but if they don't hear about sin, we will have done them a disservice Because there's a lot of churches that aren't even talking about sin anymore. And if you don't get anything else out of these moments around God's Word tonight, understand this. Before you came to Christ, you were locked down. And you stay locked down until you come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You can live in the greatest nation in the world, that would be the United States of America, and still be on lockdown. Secondly, you can be a person who's born from above and still battle with things you should have gotten through a long time ago, and that can put you on lockdown. Sin is like a rattlesnake. Listen to what John G. Lake said. Men tell us in these days that sin is what you think it is. Well, it's not. Sin is what God thinks it is. You may think according to your conscience, God thinks according to His. That's a huge quote. Because there's a lot of people who will tell you, maybe you can't do it, but I can tell you what I can do. I know some individuals that I coached back in the 90s, and I won't mention any names, who were really tight with FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Today, their walk isn't anywhere close to where they were when they were at Chiefland High School. And they'll tell you, I am walking in liberty. I'm experiencing all kind of freedom. Liberty, grace, and mercy doesn't give me the right of passage to do whatever I want to do. This is good for our young people tonight. Because a lot of times, we can end up getting into real sleazy grace. Oh, it doesn't matter. Whatever I do, God's going to forgive me. Absolutely, young people. But you will handle the consequences for your actions. Did God forgive David? We know God forgave David. One of the first consequences that came was the baby that Bathsheba was carrying died. 
And then the Spirit of the Lord said to David, I'm talking about sin, y'all. Then the word of the Lord came to David and said, the sword will never leave your family. In fact, later on, and I was rejoicing in the Lord today as I was thinking about and had heard the story how Absalom, his son, turned on David. That would be his daddy. The son turned on the father and put David to flight. Listen, play with it if you want to, but even pastors can't get you out of the consequences. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to stay out of church. Well, that just puts you down on lockdown. Since I don't want to hear anything about sin, and we live in a great nation that is subject to change if we stop worshiping. That's huge. That's huge. If we will be worshipers of God, we can actually enhance their privilege to live in a free country. So please, let's not hold anyone back from enjoying the presence of God. George MacDonald said, In short, a man must be set free from the sin he is, which makes him do the sin he does. David put it this way, that he was born in sin, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Remember the, all the old rockabye baby? Oh, that baby's so cute. Oh, it's so adorable. And I love all. Oh, look at that little baby. Look at the little cheekies. All that nonsense. That baby was birthed in sin. You don't believe it? Watch. Watch the first six months. Watch the next three months. Now it's at nine. I'm basic math. Now it's a year. Watch that little toddler as it begins to dictate and control its environment and its home. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And mom and dad, if you don't bring that will under control, that will will put you under its control. You need to hear the word of the Lord tonight. And that's why we have alternative schools. I said to someone the other day, I said, if they could have had them back in the day, I would have been a candidate for an alternative. Y'all don't even know. You don't even know that person. In fact, none of you know what that person was like. And by the way, that person's dead. Second, y'all sitting there looking like, well, who are you then? Second Corinthians 5.17 says, seriously, you really don't know the person who used to dwell in this frame. Mm-mm. I don't really like to talk about that person. Because that person was a rebel. But then the Bible says something happened to that person. Hopefully to these individuals here tonight. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let me ask you a question. If you're still holding on to the old things, you might need to check inside. Because you might not be going where you think you're going. In fact, the Lord's already birthed in me for the month of August a message on a Sunday morning where you don't want to go. I'm going to preach on hell in the month of August. One service. And I want to tell you something. There's going to be people here because the Spirit of the Lord has shown me 
By the way, why do you think God gave you eyes? So you could see. Why do you think God's given you spiritual eyes? So you can see beyond the wall of nature. <clears throat> Let me explain it to you. There were times when the Apostle Paul could not be with people in local churches, but he would say this, I was there in the Spirit. That means even though he wasn't there, he was there and he knew what was going on. Yes, he did. As one just said, yes, he really did. And one time when he rolled into Corinth, they thought like, yeah, right. What kind of clown is this? And then he began to read the mail as if he had been there all along. Y'all like to get mail? Sure you do. Nowadays, well, for those of us that don't like to always open up those mailboxes because, you know, there's bills. But we do love mail because that's why there's Facebook. That's why there's an Internet. That's why there's texting because we do receive mail. Guess what? God would love. Man, this is, this is huge. By the way, this is going to be a continuation tonight. I'm not going to get all the way through. God would like to be able to put new mail in your mailbox through spiritual eyes so you could see what you can't see. Let me explain to you this way. We're sitting in here and all of us think our kids are just perfect angels. But over there, you don't know what might be going on. God wants to give you spiritual eyes and spiritual ability to where he can hit you with a signal and you know something's going on in the life of your child and you need to go to the Lord in prayer All right now. Immediately, you need to go to the Lord in prayer. Man, I think he's weird. I'll tell you what's weird is when you're out on the road and you see these signs with palms on it and it says spiritual advisor, one that will come and read your stuff. Yeah, they're reading stuff, all right, from the other kingdom backwards. We're a part of a forward ministry. God wants you to be able to read tonight about tomorrow because you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. When you start living at that level, you let go of the old patterns. So let me ask you a question, young people. Please don't answer it out loud. It's not a classroom tonight. What old patterns are you still doing? It's abrasive. Man, the Holy Spirit is here. Old patterns are abrasive to the new nature. Old patterns. Well, name some. Are you doing fornication? What's that? Sex outside of marriage? Are you sneaking out and drinking with your friends? That's an old pattern in a new body, and that'll mess up a Mercedes when it's got a Volkswagen engine running. Who's ru young people, adults, who's really running your show? Is it I on the throne, or is it the Holy Spirit? running. Yes, you're saved. Yes, you know him, but are you growing in him? As we leave 2 Corinthians 5.17, I want to give this thought to you. Those who are in Christ refuse to live in the past. In the book of Ephesians, 87 times, check it out, 87 times Paul uses the phrase, in Christ. Now, what does this mean? 
If I'm living in Christ, I'm not talking about my former relationship. I'm not bringing up, see, that's what's kind of cool. When the church really saw it as a stigma, now God's using it. Because, see, if I hadn't gone through, which was my fault, we do like to blame other people. That's what sin does. It teaches you to blame everybody but yourself. Ooh, ooh, he's right here. Ooh, ooh, he's right here. Ooh, he's here right now. What does sin do? It teaches you to put the case on somebody else's back. It makes somebody else responsible for what you did. But ownership eventually comes right back to you. Because the Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die. I'm in Hebrews. And after this, the judgment. I remember when we were Don and Debbie in all those countries, Wales, Scotland, and Ireland, and London, we did a program, an incredible skit out on the streets called The Judgment. See, we really don't think we're accountable. How can you say that? Because we live like that. No one's going to tell me. You can't tell me what to do. I'll tell you what to do. And if I take you out, Who's going to say anything about it? I'm not. No one's going to make me accountable. But we are accountable for our lives. I'm accountable to the Lord because I told you that I was going to stay inside a framework tonight so that Josh has an opportunity to share some very important information to you. I'm accountable to the Lord for his. You are my people. We are God's people. Oh, how many pastors try to control the local church. Folks, listen, I am a friend and a family member, but I have not died for any of you. You are not accountable to me. You're accountable to the Lord, who is definitely in charge of this. Because I can remember when there wasn't much of anything or anybody. I can remember places where we have ministered in Chiefland waiting for God to bring it to where it is right now. And this is nothing compared to where it's going. Because he makes all things new. Okay, so tell me tonight, Pastor, how will I know if I'm growing? Are you talking about yesterday or are you talking about tomorrow? That's why I don't have a hard time just hanging out by myself because I don't have time to talk about what was. I want to talk about what will be. Because see, people that are talking about the past still have their eyes in the back of their head. They're looking backwards. Are you drifting right now? Are y'all drifting right now? God wants you to learn how. Listen to what Oswald Chambers said. He wants you to ask the Holy Spirit, control my mind. Because the battle's not played downstairs, it's played upstairs, lived out downstairs. Because when he can whip you and whip me and whip us upstairs, it's nothing but a piece of cake from there on. So, when, listen, seriously, when the presence of the Lord is in a place like this, and you walk out going, man, that was surely boring to me, you just told on yourself. You just blew your own whistle. Shh, put it away. Don't let anybody know. Because your eyes are probably backwards. 
like when I'm finished here tonight, I'm going to be thinking and I'm going to be talking about what God's going to be doing tomorrow and what he's going to be doing on Friday. And I'm already prepping for Sunday as we talk about our nation, what it was established on and where we are now. Are you backwards or are you forward? And it certainly has nothing really to do with the name of this ministry. Paul was always thinking, walking, talking forward. That was Paul. I remember watching last night for just a few moments because the ladies were out here. And haven't they done a wonderful job? There was a bunch of ladies that were out here putting this all together. And down the hallway, what would you all think about that? Is that not beautiful? I'm talking about individuals like Brittany and Bryn and Robin and Francis and a host of others. If I didn't mention your name, that's because I just handle those three plus one problems. Just the basics. And see, that's not in my notes, so I'm going off of the fly for a moment. But listen closely. God wants us not to protect our past, but to put it under the blood. Put it under the blood. So tonight we've already seen from 2 Corinthians 5.17 that freedom comes through Christ. The reason why some of you are enjoying a great nation, it's because it was established upon Christ. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. That's the key. That you're really... What, what you building? Don't answer this out loud unless we were in a classroom setting. What are you building your life on? What are you building your life on? What about you? What are you building your life on? But see, I'm not asking you to answer me because the accountability is upstairs, not downstairs. What are you building your life on? Jesus said, you can build it upon the rock... And the storms are going to come. Or you can build it upon the sands of whatever you want, but the storms are still going to come. Those that build upon the rock, and the rock would be who, church? Jesus. Jesus, You will withstand the storms. Those who build upon this system, or your new system that you young people will create, when the storms come, bye-bye. Bye-bye to your stuff, and maybe bye-bye to you. Oh, come on, guys. Come on, guys. I'm in the text. I'm in the Word right now. Jesus said, why are you crying about the storms? The rain falls upon the just and the unjust. Storms and tough times come upon all people. But those that are upon the rock, they got it. And give God praise in this place. Give God praise in this place. Oh, my goodness. I want to go five more minutes. That puts me at about 8.15. So, we, we all cry when we see storms. And when I got the latest word about my brother, stage four, in the lung, brain cancer there, Now I got a decision to make. Is he really the rock? I'm not talking about my brother. Is Jesus really the rock? 
And folks, listen, if he's not the rock, you couldn't pay me to stay in here. You got to get somebody else to play games with you. You got to get somebody else to be the dealer of your fake cards. Because, see, I want our young people to know, man, this guy must be going through the same kind of stuff that I'm going through. And the doctor told him last week, you've got six months to a year. Well, whose report are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? I want to know. Whose report do you really, what jacks you up? The latest report or his report? In the old covenant, young people, that was so powerful, Joshua. And I never, I didn't, I didn't coach him up. I didn't tell him what he ought to talk about. But the Spirit of the Lord spoke through every one of those young people. The Bible says that God, listen to this, that God said his word in the old covenant and healed some of their diseases. That is not true. He healed all of their diseases. All. All. Basic for me says all means all. That means he can sweep through this whole auditorium and he can touch every one of you. Because he's no respecter of person. That doesn't mean he's over here ministering to Jeremy and he looks down the line and goes, you're a first time visitor, you'll have to wait six months and then I'll help you out. Man, what kind of a God is that? Dude, I don't need that. I need to know that the God who's working in Jeremy and who's working over here and who's working in the middle, he's right down here working. He's right over there ministering right now. And he's really getting through. If you did what I asked you to do a few moments ago, Holy Spirit, control my mind. Because see, I even told you it's now 8, 12. I've got three minutes. How well do you play late in the game? When I was coaching, I only wanted the very best out there down the stretch. So like if you've lost it right now, then you have no more bread coming. He is the bread of life. He is the bread of life. But if you're sitting there going, man, I'm going to hate to see these last three minutes go. Because, man, I am going after the loaf, baby. I'm not just getting me one. I'm going for two. I'm going for three. Is there a four out there? Give me four loaves of bread. Cool. And it even gets better in the new covenant. Because then we have Peter stepping up, looking back at the old covenant. And he says, by his stripes, we were, no, 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 we were healed. Past tense, so where we stand is based on what he did. Oh, church. Oh, church. So I won't even get to the second verse tonight because I'm going to be right on point. Jensen Franklin said, did he not, young people? Because, see, I was there too. On my, on my iPhone, I was there too. I felt the Holy Spirit in our home the same way he was in Gwinnett Arena. Felt the same presence of God. And I tuned in and locked in, and Jensen said this. And he's not the only one I listen to. For all of you that go back a few years, some nights I simply go to revival time with Dr. C.M. Ward, and I listen to his messages, and they just bring my attention to the Holy... I've got a minute, and we're on the clock. Does the Holy Spirit ever grab your attention? Does the Holy Spirit ever go, and you just go, whoa, whoa, whoa. He said this, I'm talking about where we are stopping tonight. Jensen Franklin said this, when Jesus was on the cross, he said, 
Y'all better, y'all, you better remember what he said because you all were there. Jesus said, and Jensen backs this, he said, Jesus said, it is finished. He never said, I'm finished. When you know who you are in Christ, you can absolutely walk in divine health. I'm writing, I know what time it is, but we're playing overtime for a minute. Because I called time out and I told the referees, I want one more minute on the clock. That's what they're doing with the World Cup in soccer right now. Are they not? Yes. Darn, the United States got beat yesterday. Dang it, that made me so angry. Ooh, I can't stand that. Oh, they should have won that thing. So I'm driving back from work today from Bronson. The new school, the Levy Learning Academy. No longer Hilltop, no longer Summit. The Levy Learning Academy. Changing, changing. And I'm riding down the road, so check this out, y'all. Let me go ahead and just talk to the young people for a moment. Because I used to kind of like do the youth thing like I used to be a youth pastor. Like I could really, I'm riding down the road. And I'm thinking about a verse that made me so mad as a teenager. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? And you've been bothered by the Boy, that used to make me so mad. Anybody else? Like, how dare you tell me I can't do what I want to do with my body? No? That doesn't make sense to you? I'm sorry. I mean, I'm only two years older than you, and I'm still struggling. Going, how dare you, God? How dare you tell me that this is yours? Hold on. Overtime. We're in overtime. If God has the right to my body, then I have a right to his word. I thought that would be a total, like, meaning if the Lord says to me, you are married, that's your wife, so you can get your cotton-picking eyes off of everything else, and you're not allowed to go anywhere else but to your wife. Amen. You want to get freaked out? Jesus said, if your eye bothers you because she's so beautiful, go ahead and just pull it right out of there, boy. That's in Scripture, dude. And then he said, you're a left-hand pitcher, right? If your left hand keeps doing bad things, go ahead and just cut that left arm off. Better to go into heaven with one arm than into hell with the whole body. That sure messed up your pitching, wouldn't it? So as we close now, because they're about to blow the whistle, and the U.S. was still trying to play, and the referee just shut it down. It was like, and Josh right away grabbed, he just said, shut the TV off. We got beat two to one. We, that means our country. There are people that love this nation. So here's what I want to tell our young people and adults tonight. The same God who says, I made you, and then I bought you back because you were in slavery, which would be sin. See how this is all coming together? Now that I've bought you back, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Since your body is the temple, and there's things you shouldn't put in your body, and there's places you shouldn't go with your body, and there's certain things you shouldn't do with your body... 
I want you to also know your benefit is this. You may walk in divine health all the days of your life. It just makes sense to me. If God says I can't play with sin, then let me play with healing. Y'all sitting there like, I told you I'm just a basic common person. And it makes a lot of sense to me. If my body is his temple, I want a good and healthy temple. And I fight for my family. That means my brother can forget about setting up funeral arrangements. Is that not crazy? My brother is younger than I am. When he... Okay, I'm getting a fine. Because I will not shut down. And you know, when coaches don't get a fine, they get kicked out of the game and the school has to pay a fine. Which then comes back to the coach to pay the fine. So I'll pay the fine. (laughs) When my brother got the report from the doctor in Columbus last Thursday, he went immediately to the funeral home. They told him six months. He's preparing. Why can't the church prepare for what's already finished? The cross. Divine healing. Cancer's got to go out of his brain. What's ever left? He didn't have much. That's a brother thing. And his lung is going to be made perfectly whole. And when it happens, I'll let you all know, so you know, the God I serve, he's your God. Stand to your feet. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Give him praise up in this house. Come on. Give him praise. No, come on. Give me me some crazy praise. Come on up in here. God, we give you praise. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.